0: Guru Nation, welcome to episode 762 of Random Usings from the Clinical Trials Guru. In this episode, I interview a former coordinator of mine, Kobi Sugihara. He's a master's degree. Uh, I hired him when he just finished his master's degree. Uh, This was probably in 2018, 2019. Uh, In the episode, we actually talk about when it was. He reached out to me on Instagram, and at the time, I didn't need a coordinator, but who can turn down a master's degree but entry-level research naive? So he was able to work for me as a coordinator for about a year. Then he went on to another site. He became a psychometric raider, which is something that's very uh, un, unheard of in our space. But there is surprisingly a large number of these roles out there. Advanced degree holders should pay attention to this one. Hopefully you find something of value here. Quick shout-out to our sponsors, Inato. Thank you so much. Absolutely free business development tool for sites. If you have therapeutic area experience and you want more studies in that same therapeutic area, this is the best place to go. Matches you up with sponsors looking for sites. They don't do anything. They don't ask for any money. They don't do the contracts and budgets. It's all on you. They're just matchmaking. Appropriate sites for sponsors. They get paid from the sponsors. Check out Inato, link in the show notes. Also, Creo. I can't imagine my life without Creo. Esource, E-Reg, CTMS, patient recruitment, auto-texting, getting records, medical records passively. I mean, what else is Creo going to do? I don't know. They're always working on the product. Thank you, Creo. Enjoy this episode with Kobe Sugihara. Guys, it's early. Kobe Sugihara, for hardcore fans, I mean, <laughs> you've got to go back to, like, 2019? 2018,
1: 2019?
0: 2018 we hired you at Global? Or 2019? Yeah, that's, when,
1: that's when I finished my master's. Yeah, when I officially finished around my master's time. And, uh,
0: I was about to say 2014, but I mean, it's not that long ago. It's twenty. 20- it feels long. Nineteen ish okay. Twenty nineteen, yeah. And then I remember COVID. You were at my site, Global Clinical Trials. We hired you just. I don't think you had any research experience, but
1: Mm-mm, no, no.
0: We don't no. get master's degree mm-hmm. candidates applying that often, and I don't think we even needed a coordinator. But I talked to Monica, who's mm-hmm. was the site director at that time. I said, you know what, we gotta. I remember you were like somewhat persistent too. To. to... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Reach out to me. I kind of. Do you remember the story better than I do? Because I remember pieces of it. <laughs> uh, I just I, remember it's... you kept. <laughs> you were persistent. I do remember that.
1: Definitely, that was part of my plan. Um, I think you even got around to like using Instagram to get me. I did. I did because I. I first initially found you on YouTube when you had all your. Your uh, clinical yeah. research videos. <laughs> uh, um, the algorithm on YouTube worked somehow, and you popped up on my on my YouTube, and, you know, just like everyone was asking themselves, probably like, man, like, what, is this guy really giving out free information? And like, um, there's got to be a catch to it or something. Behind the paywall, put your credit card exactly 99 cents a minute. <laughs> exactly. That's what I thought it was. Um, but, you know, I, I, I DM'd you on the side. I was like, hey, trying to get into research. Uh, any suggestions, which I'm pretty sure you had hundreds of those <laughs> questions at that time. Um, but yeah, I periodically checked in on you to, to make sure that, hey, this guy is serious about something. Um, and obviously, you knew a lot of people back then and you still know a lot of people now. Um, and so I was just like, hey, maybe he can connect me with a potential employer, maybe set me up with an intern, anything like that. Um, but just be persistent with it. So, you know,
0: you know what? Thank God for social media. I exactly. have the direct messages. Do you from, yes. all the way back. Good. from Instagram? Good. I remember yeah, good. now is on Instagram. So yeah. this is like a lesson in being persistent mm-hmm. and look at what can happen with your career, especially if you have an advanced degree, but this is someone with an advanced degree. Yesterday I interviewed, Rick Young, he has a PhD. He's a Sierra mm-hmm. Academy intern. He came out to Yuma. He talked about how he, with a PhD, mm-hmm. had to go out there and hustle to get his first job. Yeah. But the thing is, when you're an advanced degree holder, once you're in, now your career will accelerate faster than your competition, your peers, because of the advanced degree. So the advanced degrees are worth something, but everyone thinks they make you skip the line, and they don't.
1: Uh, Yeah, it doesn't necessarily make you skip the line it just you, you get more looks you get more you get, potential. yeah um and i mean that, that that's never bad so um can't complain about that um you always want to sweeten your odds or your chances of you know being looked at which is ideal so um flexibility is what, what i'd say it brings flexibility
0: so here's here's the uh so you've been persistent because may mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. May 30th of 2018, that's when you first reached out. Yeah. And you said by watching some of your videos, um, uh, you're just asking for, like, advice. Like, what skills can I do? Yeah. It wasn't until – that was May 2018. It wasn't Mm -hmm. until uh, months later. Yeah, a couple months. Yeah, you followed up. You even asked in August of 2018, hey, just checking to see if you have any internships. Yeah. And then I said, no, not at the moment. Let me ask my other site. Mm-hmm. And then I said, you know what? Just send me your CV. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then yeah.
0: we that was August 2018. And then we yeah. started just talking regular. So yeah, I around that time you got hired. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's crazy. So three mm-hmm. May, June, July, August, like four months. Mm-hmm. You were and you even in, in those direct messages, you were saying you have an interview coming up with another company. Yep. So you yeah. kept staying like top of my mind, even though we didn't need someone yeah. so that when we actually did need someone, you were like the first person of in course. my head, especially with that master's
1: degree, too. Of course. Persistence. And I'm, I'm pretty sure you didn't know I had that master's degree until I sent you that CV either, because um, I don't think I, I advertised my master's. I,
0: you're right. You're right. I didn't. And so. um, then I told Monica, you know what? We do do a lot of psych studies here. Like that site was mm-hmm. mostly psych studies. Yeah, if not yeah. all mm-hmm. uh, and masters, see, this is where Guru Nation doesn't understand because mm-hmm. psych CNS research is a little unique, but there's so much of it. There's mm-hmm. not enough workers in the space mm-hmm. and now you're an experienced psychometric raider with like, what, four or five years now of experience yep.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, funny thing. I look back on my undergrad and even my CC days, and I was dealing with depression scales back then without even knowing it. Because uh, we have to take our we have to take our research methods class in undergrad and at, and at my AA level. And my teacher, um, he was actually working at UCLA, and even though he was doing uh, academic study research, he was actually doing clinical trials as well. But you know, lo and behold, most people don't know what clinical trials are. They're not really <laughs> educated with it. And I was working with the with the the Ham D and the CSSRS specifically. Oh, even that. back then. Yeah, and I didn't even know about it. Um, but that's the only aspect that that he allowed me to peer into. Um, so I mean, that was back 2014, 2015 ish. Wow. So
0: and that CSSRS is used on like 80 everything. percent of trials, even yeah. not just psych. Yeah, Like we have some obesity weight loss studies. It's used there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's universal. 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 And yeah. did you know, like anyone can get that certification for free online right now?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Yep. But they don't know. They. This is why we need to go live with this stuff and like just tell people there's so yeah. many advanced degree viewers and listeners watching right now. Mm hmm that are stuck. And if they just did what you did, I mean, it's like a little bit of humility for maybe three to four months of like, just understanding that, you know, just because you have a master's doesn't mean you can take it easy on the job search
1: when you're not Mm -hmm. experienced. Yeah. like I mean, that's, that's when the, when the real fight starts, honestly, I mean, it it shows what you're made of. It shows um, your mental, it shows what you need to do in order to project yourself further. because um, mm-hmm. I mean it, it's not easy to to always be persistent with things when you're always getting nos or you're hearing, no, I don't have anything for you right now or anything like that. but I, I remember the first things that I, I learned you're like, man, you can try a hundred times, but it, it only takes that one yes. Yeah and, and, that, and that's what it really is, honestly when you want to break into clinical trials or research in general.
0: And now you've already worked for two places since since Global. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. both psych, but maybe talk to us a little bit about, um, you know, getting in. I mean, that, that struggle to get in, uh, you did have other interviews and, mm-hmm. um, just maybe just like a minute more on that. And then we'll move on to like what you actually learned and then how,
1: what you're doing today. Sure. Yeah. Um, I don't remember too much about the interviews cause they, they were very brief and they're very generic in terms of like, oh, do you have experience oh well if not then, you know where are you going to get your experience and stuff like that and it was very generic questions and um you know like do you have a gcp certification do you have you know, I- iata training all that type of stuff so um there's not too much insight i can give on those interviews just because they're so far back um i just remember i was met with a lot of hey good luck kid keep trying <laughs> essentially
0: but each one you did you learned more like you probably learned oh "Oh, what's gcp let me see if i can do that It's free um Mm -hmm. cssrs was free so Mm -hmm. we finally hired you like maybe four months later Mm -hmm. and um from day one you know it was just me you and monica we were a really small Mm -hmm. team there Mm -hmm. uh what do you recall about the early days you didn't stay that long you stayed maybe a year a little um, under
1: a year, a little under a year, because you know. I
0: know, right? When COVID hit, yeah. that's when we mm-hmm. kind of paused the site operations. Yeah. We weren't doing that well. That's a whole nother podcast. Why? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you, I assume, started getting job offers from others because COVID like picked up the work for a lot of sites.
1: It did. It really did with with the COVID studies and all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. But you know, it also harmed most sites as well, or the smaller sites as well. Global you know, was going
0: like, in. So. Global was on that on the ladder <laughs>
1: of that segment. Unfortunately. Yeah. But um the first things I remember from it. Honestly, I was going in and and I just wanted to be a sponge, absorb everything. Um, really connect the dots on the basics of of what am I what am I here for? What am I doing? What's the purpose of of, of these trials and how how are they run? Um, who are the main points of contact, all that type of stuff. And um, you know, Monica was the director there and also the head coordinator. Um and again, I I think you you told me before that she's the one who who told you, Dan, just give him a chance to see what he's all about, and stuff like that. So I really do do owe it to to Monica. Again, Monica, if you if you ever watched these, thank you so much. Hope you're doing oh, I'll send it to her. <laughs> she knows she remembers. Good, good. She was she, she was a she was a godsend. She she held my hand through everything, honestly. Um through all the learning curves and everything, so from coordinating to marketing to everything that that small sites need, she was on it. She taught me, so I, I owe a lot to her. Honestly, wow, yeah, big
0: time. Yeah, that was her first stint at. Uh, you know, she owns her own site now. Oh, does she in L.A.? Yeah, in right. um, Santa Monica. They do. I think it's called Clarity. Monica, okay. you're watching. Hit up Kobe. But um, <laughs> her and her husband
1: own the site. Very nice, very nice. I'll stroll through. I'll, I'll give them a visit.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because you're out there in uh, Pasadena, so not too far.
1: Well, it's a, it's on it's on the west coast, so I'll find <laughs> my way over there.
0: If you leave at the right time, it's not too far. If I How leave in that? two minutes,
1: I'm I'm good. <laughs>
0: if you leave an hour from now, it's like <laughs> three <laughs> hours. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so shout out to Monica on that one uh and then that's not something out of the question necessarily for you either right at some point like site ownership correct
1: correct yeah um i mean we were
0: talking about that even when you started with us i remember you were gonna do like a brewery slash site (laughs) Uh, remember that was like
1: (laughs) interesting deviation days yeah yeah yeah. we had a one
0: drunken deviation podcast brad Our idea of doing that with that title comes from this guy right here. (laughs) Me and Kobe were drinking some Belching Beavers, Mm. peanut Mm. butter stout. That's good stuff, by the way. And that was the idea that came
1: up. Yeah. It would have worked you. Hey, it still can. You you never know. I mean, (laughs) breweries put on hold for now, but, you know, the site was appealing because um, when you understand the basics of a site, the basic concepts then then it becomes more um tangible in in a person's mind um you just really got to figure out the business side of it Mm because i mean it's it's easy in theory right you know apply to the sponsor get approved get patients going get paid essentially and then Mm -hmm. keep the process going build upon your your clientele relationship sponsor relationship and then you know however you want to function your business but the business side is is what was Keeping me from really saying, you know, I, I think I really want to do this in terms of negotiating contracts, negotiating um, study events, or, or raider skills, or you know, coordinating events. That that's the thing that that really kept me from pulling the trigger on it. Um, and I felt like I was in a comfortable place, in 2021, and then that's where I, I went to my current company to uh, see if that that method or model was viable.
0: Yeah, and being a a psychometric grader is unique Mm -hmm. in the sense that so when you started with us, if you start with the right site, meaning a small site, it's not going to be a prestigious site. It's going to be a small one. But that's where they actually need the help. Mm -hmm. So if you have a master's degree, if you have an advanced level degree, master's or higher, international equivalent, doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. International medical graduate, same thing, doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. A A site doing psychiatric trials will put you, if they're smart, put you on trajectory to be a rater psychometric rater R-A-T-E-R, right? Not raiders like the Las Vegas raiders. <laughs> and the people are like, yeah, we've discussed this so many times. People are still like, for, they're hearing it for the first time yeah. because it is niche, but there's it's a huge subsector of this industry is the CNS. Oh, yeah. central nervous system studies.
1: Oh, definitely. And, and I mean, like you said, it's a huge sector. It's it's a vital role in getting the the data for, for these trials. Um, And at first, you know, everyone hears about research and they're like, oh, let's be a CRA or I want to be a monitor or. How was you too at one point? At one point, but that's only because (laughs) I didn't know the other. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So the, the continuing education in everything, like, you know, everyone knows the monitor but do they know in-house monitors for sponsors or cros Um, do they know in-house raters exist also for cros and and sponsors as well Um, just like in-house coordinators but there's coordinators at sites there's raters at sites there's um, you know contract raters there's Mm -hmm. there's remote coordinating now there's obviously travel court or travel rating which which i'm in that role so there's so many different roles that Explain that role a little bit for those that don't know, the travel rating. So essentially, I'm just still doing all the scales for a particular uh, protocol, um, but half the time when I'm not needed or when the site knows that the patient isn't going to be on site, uh, I work from home. Uh, when the site knows that the patient is going to be on uh, site for their visits, um, they'll Contact the travel writer and say, "Hey, are you available for this date? We'll, uh, if you are, we'll, we'll set up this site visit for the patient to come in. Um, you come in, you do just strictly the rating scales, and you know once you're done, you're done. So
0: and you go like locally, you fly locally, where? fly
1: different states, um, wh- wherever the sites are needed, and the so you can go
0: like East Coast, correct? Wow." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now they try to limit that, or they try to keep it like regional, or uh, it's just, it just whatever.
1: Depends. It just depends on, on on the model that or the department that you're in. So some will do it based regionally. Some will there's sometimes there's a one off. Maybe you need to go east coast uh, for a couple of visits to cover for a raider. You know, um, because there's not just, enough
0: it, people, right? There's not enough qualified yeah. raiders doing yeah. that stuff.
1: Well, I mean, I know for my current team, there's only. F- let's see, five full-time raters that uh, we currently have. And we go across the, the, the United States.
0: So now that you've been doing rating for like four or five years, and can you talk about some of the scales you do? The, we mentioned CSSRS, so what are some of the other ones? you Or you've done all of them?
1: Yeah, so currently we're focusing on Alzheimer's trials. Um, and it's really um, cognitive intensive based uh, scales. Um, but the ones that I do really like are the clinical scales because they're semi-structured um, and and you have the freedom to really um, dig up as much answers as you feel is necessary for the data. Um, so the scale in particular for Alzheimer's scales that I've seen being used 90% of the time is the CDR, clinical dementia rating, uh, and you get to talk to both the informant or the study partner and The patient just to corroborate information, see where the the patient's at uh, uh, in terms of if they're MCI stage or are they a little bit more severe. Um, That's
0: mild cognitive impairment for those. If anybody has an advanced degree, you should learn Alzheimer's.
1: Yep. Yeah, it, it's
0: learn the scales. ADAS COG, CDR, like Kobe said, that's the gold standard. ADAS COG is another one for those kind of trials. Mm-hmm. Um, MMSE.
1: It's MMSE. I remember those. Oh my gosh, yeah. I used to do those too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. the MMSE is a, is a very straightforward, simple. If you want to get into cognitive testing, that that's the the first one you should you should look at.
0: The ADAS COG is the one where they point to those blocks, right? Like in the pattern. Uh,
1: that's the MCCB. MCCB? Ah, I did yeah. that
0: one too. See, I don't yeah. remember what they're called, because that's, the, <laughs> that's the problem of being a generalist. You do too much, you can't retain a lot of information, but if I were to do a 10-minute refresher, I would remember. So yep. Yep. the one where they point to the blocks and then the word
1: list, right? And yeah, then the they the memorize. is the word list, yeah. Yep. Is that cog? The cog is the word list. Okay. Um, okay. Sometimes the, the sponsors will mix that in with the MCCB as well, um, yeah i MCCB remember G- doing G- that on myself i was yeah. like this
0: is hard enough for like a non mild cognitive <laughs> impairment <laughs> what if you're adhd it's not I easy know, you either can't well.
1: you can't keep <laughs> well. that's how it is but um mccb is, is very long it can be very long um, yeah i think the, the longest i took on that and i think this was partially due to sponsor um requests for having different um scales in the mccb it took me a to two and a half hours to administer that that whole I point. remember those okay yeah.
0: well, are most of these recorded in your experience mm-hmm. or Correct. is it like half and half like what what's the new standard now
1: yeah um for the most part everything' is recorded everything um, trainings recorded um, you know interactions with the patients are recorded don't um, like your scale experience...
0: that you do and then you upload it somewhere and then a mm-hmm. central rater. Mm-hmm. Which we got to get into, yeah. yeah. Reviews it right, or they re- yeah. they are able to review them, but Correct. I assume they don't review most of them. Just when there's a discrepancy or something.
1: Um, I I believe that the the typical process, because I've never been a central writer before, is but what I have experienced is when you're initially put on a study, um, they'll review your initial submissions first. So maybe first two, first three, to see if you're administering. Sure. By their protocols by their guidelines and then after that they, they'll generally periodically review just to make sure you're, you're still maintaining those those uh high standards that are set mm-hmm. um and then and again, they oftentimes
0: like call you set up a call with you mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. they have issues yeah. i just did this two weeks ago i'm a raider for a depression study i did mm-hmm. a Madras mm-hmm. and uh
1: Madras. I like
0: that. one patient Oh, between two weeks like dropped 15 points
1: yeah and they're like, probably like what's going on with the score tell me yeah they mm-hmm.
0: they were like fill out this form um mm-hmm. to explain and like they told me on the zoom call it's very good you documented well because there's yeah. no way i would have remembered what patient told me Definitely. but in the source i wrote like i write almost verbatim what they're telling me the patient Same. so then i was able to pull up okay well this is what she said mm-hmm. and then they're like okay It's good that you document it because a lot of the sites we talk to, they don't document like the details. So then we don't know like what the score really should have been. So we determined that my score was like correct plus or minus like two or three points,
1: which is really good, which is really good. So
0: so that 15 (laughs) and what, okay, let's say it's 12. She's Mm -hmm. still improving Mm -hmm. like a lot. Mm -hmm. And uh, so documentation, it still applies. All the Alcoa, GCP, all that stuff still applies to the Raiders.
1: Extremely important, extremely important. I, I remember I had a I was on a schizo- inpatient schizophrenic trial and we were doing those the PANs. Fun. Yeah, those are fun. Those are the fun <laughs> days. Pans are fun. Um, so I was this It was one of my regular patients. So, you, you know, as a writer, you get to fill out your patients, you get to fill out the informants and, and you, you have the general scores in your head um, where they where they kind of float around. And so. Um, this participant, obviously schizophrenic in, in the inpatient. So um, it was unique because the first pans, um, that, that's kind of when, when they kind of scope things out if the patient's the good cannon and all that type of thing. And I built a really good rapport with him. Um, and even to myself, things weren't adding up because even though he was inpatient, he still held a job or was able to hold a job, which is very rare for paranoid schizophrenics uh, to maintain. Pff. Um,
0: almost impossible. Like it's almost hmm. like a unicorn. Seeing exactly that. right.
1: And so when when he was on the recording for the pans, they're like, "Hold on, something's not adding up." Um, you say he's severe enough for an inpatient study, yet he's able to hold a job. He's able to do all these social things. What's going on here? And I said, "Okay, well, well, I'll, I'll break everything down for you. I've called the family members. I've done my due diligence. I've I've recorded all his answers on that little pans taba that you guys want me to." and we can talk this through and I'll rationalize my decision. And that was like the one case that documentation really saved my butt in because you have to document everything. And it, it's not awesome just on the enough. tablet, it's everything outside of it as well, with the informants yeah. um, on the, the CRF forms, everything else that adds to the story of these patients.
0: Can you imagine not documenting like the answers? And just documenting the score? I mean, you would have to go back and remember, and who knows how many you do. Yeah. You know, you would have never remembered. At this visit, this patient said this.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, so documentation is super important for for rating skills. Super Super important. important. Okay. And I mean, it it serves as evidence as well, um, to not only for data evidence, but evidence to show that you're administering correctly as well, asking the right questions, getting the necessary information out. And basing your scores off their um off their answers.
0: So you're the site raider, right? We've kind of briefly mm-hmm. skirted around this idea of the central raider, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is the sponsor appointed. Usually they use a vendor. There's like right. two or three big ones. Right. They always merge, so the names change, but
1: yep. it's yeah. the
0: same groups. Mm-hmm. Um these are central raiders. So they're yep. Like, I have a lot of opinions about central Raider. Maybe a story is best. So we have this depression study right now, and we had a patient, and at the site, it's either me or Jaime, who's our nurse practitioner, that does all the skills right now. Okay. Uh, Dr. Fox, we're trying to get you going, man, if you're watching uh, soon. So I've done all the skills with this lady, right? Um, Good rapport. Mm Mm-hmm. Pleasant, pleasant patient, not mm-hmm. nothing Long-ass, unusual. Nothing like no, nice. no, like the opposite. Like if you good. had to pick one nice or mm-hmm. mean, she's nice. Good, good. Everything's fine. Like, Hey, we're going to put you in front of the central raider. Like mm-hmm. let's schedule it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They're not affiliated with us, mm-hmm. but they have to confirm that my scores are correct. correct. So they want to make sure you present similarly when they interview you as you did today with me. Mm-hmm. So she's like, all right, perfect. So they they do it. I'm not around. So mm-hmm. They schedule it probably mm-hmm. at her home. Yep. Somebody from some prestigious place, uh, which I won't name, <laughs> and then the patient texts me, and okay. this is a, out of character for this patient. Mm-hmm. She texts me, "Why did you put me in front of this Karen?" Wow. <laughs> she was texting while interviewing in this, what... me. Oh my
1: god.
0: Yeah, there were dogs barking in the background. <laughs> and it was clear she could not care about my situation. My goodness. And she was arguing with me that the meds I'm taking are not correct. <laughs> and so I was like thinking to myself, and I brought it up to the sponsor, like, hey, mm-hmm. we almost lost this patient. If I didn't have mm-hmm. a rapport, like I don't have mm-hmm. this kind of rapport with everyone because I don't see all of them all the time. Mm-hmm. But this one happened to be involved with every visit,
1: mm-hmm.
0: luckily. Yeah. She didn't quit because of
1: that. The rapport, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, but imagine if, like, it there wasn't a, a case, the she would have quit. She oh, definitely. Quit. Right on the so I had to, I had to argue for her case. We did yeah. get her randomized, and she's in the mm-hmm. study doing great. Mm-hmm. But that's the central raider right. who Correct. doesn't care, I think, mm-hmm. at least in this example. So long story to ask you a question, <laughs> do you think site raiders – will ever be replaced by central readers?
1: Uh, I don't think they're going to be replaced. Um, I think each has their role, um, depending on the study and the sponsor. Um, I can argue for both sides. I can see why a central raider would be um, useful and beneficial and yeah. efficient, uh, maybe for schizophrenic trials. Another example, I, for another trial, um, we would do all the assessments as a site raider, um, and they would schedule an interview for the PANs solely for their CNS rater, um, just to make sure that everything's, like you said, lining up with what we're reporting. Um, so in those studies, I can definitely see it. I don't think that they're going to fully um, eliminate the site rater role. Um, they just don't have that much time in a day to do all the assessments, honestly, um, with all the so sites you, out there as well.
0: So you think the jobs regardless, site rater, central rater, is pretty safe, no matter Correct. what? Yeah. yeah. And have you ever considered being a central reader? I know they're hiring also.
1: Uh, it's popped up in my mind, but at that point, it's it's kind of like, you know, depends on, on if you really want to just be talking to random patients here and there across the country. And, <laughs> um, you know, not really having a rapport. Um, I've heard some of the, <laughs> the assessments that go down and it it doesn't get too pretty sometimes, so. Um, it just depends.
0: So you're basically confirming my anecdotal story of <laughs> they don't really know how to have rapport. Maybe they're not. There's no incentive for them to have rapport.
1: Well, I mean, I, I think they try and establish rapport within the little time that they have with the patient. Um, it's kind of just like they hop on to the to the tablet or whatever they're doing, and even though that they're there for the assessment, they kind of have to make do with mm. what they have. And a big portion yeah. does come down to the patient. Uh, don't get me wrong. Um, if they're administering any certain type of skill, they're obviously certified as a CNS or not CNS. I'm sorry, as a central reader. Mm-hmm. Um, so their capabilities there clinically are there. It just depends. Are they able to navigate socially? I think comes down to that aspect.
0: Yeah, there's a lot. That could be a whole nother podcast. just on that. There's a lot. So the scales you did, because mm-hmm. I can't remember at global at our site mm-hmm. which ones you did, which ones you didn't. And I remember we got you set up with some. Uh um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Right.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. I remember the, the first skill that, that you threw at me was the pants. Um wow. Uh,
0: did you shadow me during one or two? Or
1: no. 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 I remember this wow. because um it was my first patient. And you're like, Hey, first patient today, how you feeling? And I'm like what are you talking about? And and you just kind of like, I think it's good. You get experience. And I'm like, all right, cool. Just throw me in there. Um, you gave me the pans booklet. Uh, you said <laughs> brush up on this, go ahead and uh, tell me how it goes. <laughs> and it went so, well. So it went well. It did. And you uh, fell in yeah. love with the rating. <laughs> it, it it was actually, it was fun for the first time. Cause you know, um, after that first patient, um, I was able to, to think more clearly and be like, okay, well I could connect the dots in terms of, if I need to get information for this, I can administer or I can ask questions this, frame it this way. Um, and I knew that every patient wasn't gonna be the same. So mm-hmm. a bad patient doesn't necessarily mean that, oh, I, I'm in it for the long run, always getting bad patients. And, you know, good patients doesn't always mean you're gonna have a boring career just getting these simple answers out. So um, I, I saw the, the variabilities in ratings.
0: And then at, at your newer at your new job when you when COVID kind of shut down global mm-hmm. and <clears throat> you worked for this other company that mm-hmm. does psychiatric trials big mm-hmm. site, mm-hmm. um, they put you on all the other skills, I'm assuming
1: correct, correct, everything you know borderline depression still with schizophrenia um, borderline was fun the, the Zan PPD you know was
0: I've fun. never done a borderline study really
1: yeah it's, it's, it's very fun. Honestly, I'd enjoy it. No, (laughs) honestly, (laughs) no. The patients are sometimes well, not sometimes, most of the majority of the time, the patients are headaches because you never know what they're going to do. You never know if they're going to be coming in for these visits, you never know how they're going to be acting at these visits. Uh, I remember I had a patient who came in for her scheduled visit two minutes later, said, Oh, I got to leave, just up and left. We try to keep calling her. Hey, are you going to come back? We understand you have a life. You got to take care of things, whatever. She's like, I'm on the road to Vegas. I'm out. Oh, okay. Um, Wow. (laughs) So, It's like
0: we're used to unpredictability with schizophrenia. Oh, yeah. Depression also. And Alzheimer's, they're all tough to get. Like, you get a lot of no-shows in psych, no matter what. But Borderline, I've never done one. And I've always been interested in.
1: Do it do it yeah get your experience with borderline
0: (laughs) i was always told like those patients you need to really watch out for
1: yeah they're they're unpredictable like legitimately unpredictable i know schizos are unpredictable but there's there's a certain limit and certain type of uh boundaries that that you understand with that a certain schizo patient like a paranoid schizophrenia Mm -hmm. the worst that they're going to do is lock themselves in the room and if they're maybe suicidal, that's something you have to watch out for as well. Um, but borderline, you never know if they're happy and chippy the one minute, and then they just bolt out the door the next.
0: Does their mood change like that? Is like, but how how is it from different from bipolar?
1: Um, the episodes aren't as severe as bipolar. Uh, I would say. Mm. Um, there's also attachment issues with borderline and and that gets dove into with like the the zan bpd and and those skills type of thing. attachment issues yeah
0: yeah so different than ptsd
1: correct correct yeah
0: see that's where there's a lot of overlap in these mm-hmm. things because we just screen filled a patient when was it last week mm-hmm. one of her diagnoses was borderline but she yeah. also had ptsd anxiety bipolar and mm-hmm. it was a depression study so we, we didn't yeah. get past the screening visit with her but after she left, I was talking to a coordinator. I don't know how that patient is borderline with all those other diagnoses. Is it possible?
1: Well, well, I mean, it, it's hard enough to diagnose the primary indication accurately mm. since most of these patients are comorbid and they have multiple um, indications that were probably maybe, and I hope uh, clinically diagnosed. Um, mm. But, you know, it's always up to the writer or, or the the site PI, whoever is actually diagnosing them on that fir- first visit, to to really be able to to get to that nitty gritty and and really nail down where everything started. So like, if a depression episode started before um, anxiety, we can safely rule out that anxiety is secondary to depression, um, stuff like that. So.
0: And those are all the things that you do, correct? Correct. Do you do a lot of the skids too?
1: Yeah, mini and skids. Yeah, oh, you yeah. do them.
0: Yeah, I've been doing. I have one a day later. <laughs> I have a
1: skid <laughs> later today. Yeah, the, the skids are, are are a little bit easier than the mini. I, I will say minis are are more detail oriented, and you really have to check every corner with the patient uh, per se, because um, it it goes through um, essentially the same thing as a skid, but just into more detail. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah.
0: If someone's watching right now and say, mm-hmm. you know what, all this stuff sounds interesting. Um, yeah i'm an advanced degree holder but i don't have research experience i want to get in and try to do some of these skills Mm -hmm. these rating skills depression alzheimer's schizophrenia bipolar borderline whatever Mm -hmm. what's like two or three things they need to do like immediately
1: go first get your gcps and your and your basic IATAs and all that type of stuff free for free (laughs) It shows that you're willing to do training on your own to, you know, start your research career uh, and then start looking at maybe local sites or maybe if there are remote sites, start looking at that and just being persistent with it. Honestly. Um, Hey, I don't have experience. I'm willing to learn. Um, I'm willing to be an intern. Uh, Do you have any availability? Do you know anyone who's available or who would want to take an intern? Stuff like that.
0: Would you go Um, in person?
1: Yeah, it, depending on what type of site I was looking for in terms of, like, local site or a psychiatric site or inpatient unit or something like that. Um, I'd first contact the site maybe through email, um, send maybe a CV, um, and then ask if I can drop by and, and see if I can shadow or something like that, honestly. Hmm. Um, interning is, is, is the best tool, honestly. You get to learn everything. So,
0: And what what is the, now that you've been doing this, like, five years, maybe longer, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, about 5 years what are are this job is such there's such a demand for this role there's not enough graders out there Raiders. whether site or central yeah um i imagine like you're getting frequently hit up by recruiters or
1: yeah oh yeah um uh, i would say weekly at
0: least five weekly hours. yeah how With are the... they reaching you through linkedin or how are your email through linkedin
1: through linkedin, through LinkedIn. Uh, yeah so um, weekly, th- there's a decent amount of offers. It just depends on if you know the lingo and research, um, you, then you can really deduce what they're really asking for. Sometimes they say, we're looking for a research specialist. Okay, well, I mean, that's a very, very uh, vague but specific term um and they always leave you on that cliffhanger let me know if you if you're interested in this in this opportunity okay well well, you know we can see what that's about is it a coordinator specialist is it a writer specialist is it marketing what like what kind of specialists are, are we looking for so um typically it, it's a sub by position or a, a rating position that, that i get offered so um if you fill out your, your linkedin profile tailored to the job that you want you will get offers Uh, pertaining to to that skill set to that job that you're looking for. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then being a Raider, diversity is important, right? Like all the studies Mm -hmm. I'm on now, they're, they always ask us how many Hispanics can you enroll? How many Mm -hmm. native Americans, how many Mm -hmm. Asians, how many African Americans? So these are like important metrics and numbers for sponsors. Correct. Being a, Pacific Islander, right? You're Asian American, Pacific Japanese, Islander, Japanese. Japanese. Yes. Do, do you think that helps? And maybe it doesn't. <laughs> Does that help with rapport for, let's say, other Asian patients? Or have it's you something. noticed anything, like, personally?
1: Um, it just depends, honestly. Um, when, when I was really working at my second company and I was handling screenings a good portion of the day, um, I, I found that the, the people of color were a little bit more forgiving in in those screening interviews and stuff like that. And it wasn't just like, "Oh, well, you're just doing this because this is your job and you have to do it." So uh, maybe a little bit, but it wasn't to the point where I was like, "Wow, I'm 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 glad I'm, I'm Asian. I'm glad I'm Hispanic." It <laughs> so.
0: maybe it was more subtle or more nuanced than that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: because there's this, and I actually have subscribed to this theory that. If we want more diverse patients, we need more diverse research staff. Definitely. It definitely definitely. helps. Um, So if you want more Spanish-speaking patients, guess Mm -hmm. what? Spanish-speaking staff would be a great idea. Uh, (laughs) Spanish-speaking raiders. We talk Mm -hmm. about rare of the rare, like pulling a Luka Doncic prism (laughs) out of a pack. It's hard enough to find Mm -hmm. trained raiders.
1: Yeah, and, and one of my
0: bilingual. Whew.
1: That that that's like the the jackpot right there, isn't it? The yes. Uh, one of my good colleagues, um, he has been pushing for this at every place that we've been to, enrolling Spanish-speaking patients because this population is untapped, and um, unfortunately, I'm not fluent in it, so I'm <laughs> excluded in this jackpot of raiders, but. If For those who point, are, if you are, you you can set yourself up potentially really, really nicely.
0: Do you know um, how many Latinos in the clinical research viewers are like international medical graduates, like doctors yeah, yeah, from Latin America?
1: Exactly, and and that's what he is. He's a foreign MD. Um, I met him at my second my second company, um, and he's one of the the most dedicated, hardworking. People in research that I know. So, wow. uh, Foreign MDs, yeah, that's where it's at, honestly.
0: They don't even know. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm guessing this friend of yours stumbled into it on accident, also.
1: Correct. Correct. Yeah. Yeah.
0: See, you're different. You discovered research. You were saying because, probably because of the education they had you do research. Mm -hmm. I remember this now in our interview. Yes. You didn't stumble into this, you intentionally. Um, sought a career in research. That's yeah. unusual.
1: Yeah. Um I mean now that I look back on it it is unusual cuz most people just stumble into it. Stumble um, like 90%. Correct. Correct. There's the, there's a few 10% that really understand <laughs> what is going on and what they're getting into. And yeah. Yeah, I yeah yeah I did my research on it like like, like the DMs show. Um, I was the persistent. receipts.
0: We got the receipts, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we got dates yeah. and everything, so that yeah. shows the persistence. Kobe, thank you so much. Of course, it's always nice to talk to uh, former employees, even if it was just less than a year. <laughs> I do remember because we were so small. It was just me, you, and Monica. Definitely remember too. that live Halloween live stream, like five hour long.
1: <laughs> I'm sure there's there's a record of it somewhere on the there. There
0: is. On. It's on there. We I forgot what you were. I was the Joker. My I wife did my makeup. Well.
1: I forgot. I remember
0: you were also dressed Maybe up in Winterfell
1: or something with a backpack or something. I don't know.
0: We just went live for six hours. This was before Streamyard made it really easy. This was mm-hmm. OBS, and you were helping me with that. I remember. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was like Kobe, you know, I can't figure this out, man. Like, it's showing like infinite screens open. This is I'm gonna have a seizure. And you're like, <laughs> ah,
1: yeah. oh, let's fix this. <laughs> That's what I do. I fix problems, man. If you guys got a problem, I, I fix it.
0: All that stuff's coming back to me now. That's yeah. cool, man. It's nice to uh, connect with you. If anyone's interested in learning more about Kobe, inquiring about his services or just networking with him you're gonna have a lot of people wanting to just network oh yeah um, definitely because linkedin's definitely. underneath and definitely.
1: anything else you want to add no it, it's always nice catching up to you dan um you know uh currently currently looking for um a new position uh potentially maybe sub by position um definitely want to stick to the ratings um remote rating um, remote that's something that no one should be afraid of, honestly. Um, we might have some opportunity
0: with my site because uh, Dr. Fox is one that we're going to put on. See, me and Jaime, the owners, we, mm-hmm. we're we doing it now. But if we get more studies, we just don't have
1: time to do course. all of, of them. course. Yeah, and that's where the re- remote rating comes in handy as well. Yes. You know? um, so don't be afraid of it if, if you guys want to get into remote rating or just ratings in general. just Just go out. Uh, Kobe, send me your CV, man. Let's do this. Um, updated.
0: And then anyone who wants to connect, obviously Raiders are in hot demand.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Hit up Kobe Supercar.
1: <laughs> Amazing, man.
0: You still go to breweries?
1: Not anymore. Not anymore. You know that was a phase. Uh, I don't think it was a phase. I, I, I go there every once in a while, but not as frequent as 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 I could. So, okay. Okay. Uh,
0: you know. still play cornhole? You had that Pokemon set.
1: Yeah, yeah, I do. Oh no, the Dragon oh, Ball. Oh the
0: the yeah. uh Yu-Gi-Oh! What was Dragon Ball. It? Dragon ball. There yeah. we go, man. That have, was fun. Me, right? We used to play cornhole on the site parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> we, a good huh? I bet you yeah. haven't done that since.
1: No, no, no. No, me me and my friends, we frequently play. We, we play disc at golf. at the site? Uh no, not at the site, but just at just the site the is what I'm well, saying. Well, like during work. Yeah. That was the play cornhole. Time. Yeah. See, yeah. it's
0: only a dance fera type of site where that even goes down. Maybe Brad Hightower.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, we, we had our sprints, too, because, because you would brag oh, about. we had sprints. sprints. <laughs> but see, I was getting old already, so you beat me. Here are the excuses. Here's the excuses. Uh, you were fast, man. You were fast, too. You are fast, too. <laughs> yeah, I, was I was surprised. I
0: remember that. See, the previous coordinator to you got cocky. Uh-huh. We did a sprint. It's on video. Uh-huh. And I smoked them. And I was <laughs> 10 years older than him. But yeah. that was like three years before you. Maybe oh, okay. two. Okay. So you know, I fell off a little after that and <laughs> let the no, weight go.
1: This, you still had the step you had the step, so you're good. You're, you're still so good. I was competitive then. Yeah. I,
0: I blocked it out of my mind when I lose. So can't <laughs> I do remember. That I do that. <laughs> I do that <laughs> it's all coming back to me, Kobe. But also, mm-hmm. man. Everybody go connect with Kobe Thank right so much, now. Man. Uh I'll be talking to him about maybe doing some rating skills. Too. Maybe if we get that borderline study or something. <laughs> that'd be interesting all right like subscribe comment share go connect with kobe right now bye-bye thanks man